Welcome to Canada's podcast. Business leaders, ready to cut costs and boost growth with a recurring billing solution that's built for you? Our platform won't just save you money, it'll help you grow so that you make more money. Build clearly, grow quickly with Visibil. To calculate your savings, head to Visibil.com today. Hello, I'm Mario Toniguzzi, Managing Editor of uh, Canada's Podcast. Joining me today on Calgary's Podcast is Sandra Buker Davison, who is a personal trainer and owner of One-on-One Personal Fitness in Calgary. Thanks, uh, Sandra, for joining us today. Mario, thank you so much for having me on. Well, I know that your name has been out there, and I've seen your name in Calgary a lot, and, uh, and I think we've traveled in and in circles that have been uh, you know, uh, the same, but I don't think we've ever met, and uh, so it's a pleasure talking to you today on on this. Mario, I have to admit to a be to being a fan of yours over the years as well. Oh, thank you. So when I had a chance to finally sit down and chat with you, I was I was in like I was in. All right, super. Well, let me just ask you just a little bit about one-on-one fitness, and if you could tell me what your business is, and uh, and we'll go from there. Well, Mario, in 1989, I had this idea as a competitive athlete that I wanted to teach regular, everyday folks how to get more from their fitness and how to get more from their bodies um, one-on-one. Now, you have to realize that back in the 80s, personal trainers were more for Hollywood celebrities and movie stars. So bringing this idea to Calgary was very novel. And um, in the early days, I was 23 years old. (laughs) And 34 years later, we're still helping our clients one-on-one work on health, aging well, um, car accidents, rehabilitative issues. We have Parkinson's and cancer and a myriad of reasons why people seek us out to just uh, obtain better health. So what were you, uh, you know, you, uh, as an athlete, what were you doing? So I'm a drug-free bodybuilder. Ah. I started <laughs> lifting when I was 16 years old. I was that quirky kid who found herself at Mr. C's gym in Edmonton. And imagine a 16-year-old girl in a room full of giants. And I was there bugging those guys and asking them how they made their arm look like that. Or how did you make your back look like that? Or what is protein? (laughs) These guys didn't. You know, get away, you little pest. They uh, they uh, yeah. kept the kid around, and and my body kept changing and evolving. And they said, you know, you should you should think about competing. And and I did, yeah. and I went on to become junior provincial champion, um, provincial champion at the senior ranks, second in Western Canada, and um, my career just kept evolving. And Mario, when I was in the gym, people kept coming up to me. And asking me, how do you make <laughs> your arms look like that? How do you? And I realized maybe there was an opportunity to turn ah. my passion into a profession. Yeah, and a business. And a, and a business. <laughs> yes. yes. So, you know, uh, you know, today I think uh, it's, it's, uh, it's fairly common, right? Uh, women in bodybuilding and, and all that stuff. But I imagine back then it was... 
you were pretty a, a rare person uh, doing this at that time, weren't you? 100%. You know, Mario, I joke that I don't know if I picked bodybuilding or if bodybuilding uh, picked me. The impetus at the time was actually that I was in high school. I was 16 years old and I was being bullied. And one day when our teacher stepped out of the class, the bully came in, pinned my arm behind my back and bent me over, Mario. Oh. And I don't know if you remember being 16, but there I was in front of my whole class and I was being humiliated. Yeah. And so I don't know where it came from, but Mario, I spun around and I, I punched her in the face and she <laughs> let me go. And so shortly after that, I found myself in the bowels of our high school where the jocks worked out. And I saw them in there lifting what was, of course, weights and weight training. Yeah. And I would watch what they were doing and sneak in. And then eventually I found myself at Mr. C's, as I mentioned. And that was the beginning of me getting involved in bodybuilding, being stronger and build, building muscle. Yeah. So the building of the muscle, like I, I know that's that's one image, you know, that people have of, of, of female bodybuilders, right? Uh, and uh, you know, and, and maybe there's there's some Im imagery out there that it's not feminine, or you know, well, like can you talk a little bit about that. One hundred percent. When I started, Rachel McLeish, Carla Dunlop. Kiki Aloma was actually on the cover of the magazine that I saw in a Safeway lineup when I was 16 that piqued my curiosity. Yeah. But back then the women looked more athletic and toned. They, are, they weren't the iteration that we see now of the masculine uh, androgynous. Uh, I find that not very appealing at all. I lean towards more of a feminine sleek look and I think most people find that appealing as opposed to the masculine bodies that we're seeing paraded as female bodybuilders now. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of uh, fitness, can you talk, uh, Sandra, a little bit about the importance of being fit just for uh, in in general? Like, uh, you know, I, I know that everybody talks about we're, we're, a, we're a fat society, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, obesity rates are huge, etc. Like, uh, like, you know, obviously, fitness was very important to you back then. It's important to you still today. You know, mm -hmm. why is fitness such an important thing for people should be important? Well, Mario, I've got to say that 2020 was a game changer in the fitness field. And the collateral damage that we're seeing now is that mental health piece. Mm. Absolutely, everybody wants to look trim and fit and be healthy. But that mental health piece is a driving force um, now for people. Most people don't realize that when they exercise, truly, my trainers and I were sneaky. What they're really lifting are the neurotransmitters, dopamine and norepinephrine. So there's an image sometimes I'll share in social media where you see a brain when someone's sitting for 20 minutes and there's minimal activity. Mm. But after a mere 20 minutes, it lights up like the 4th of July. Wow. Those 
neurotransmitters, Mario, help people to focus, to have a better mood, to plan, coordinate, get more done, those executive functions lift. And as a result of that, we lead healthier, more productive lives. Mm. In a roundabout way, that's what's bringing people to us more than ever, is that wanting to feel better, get off their butts, you know, with COVID, trim down, yes, but that mood elevation and that health with aging is really forefront now. So who do you get? Like, like what kind, not, not personally to, to say the names, but, but what kind of people do you get uh, coming uh, through the doors seeking your help? One of our favorite clients is a little Italian dynamo named Mary. She's 84 years old and oh, we've wow. been training her since 1998, Mario. And we have a bulk of our clients that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond. And they come in and they say, you know what? I don't like what I see happening as I'm getting older. I'm losing strength. I'm losing muscle. Maybe they've fallen. We work with all fitness levels, ages, sizes, um, but I'd say the sweet spot for us is 50 to 70. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Now, is, is it more uh, today, obviously, you know, when you look back in time, uh, you know, when you first started this, right? And as you said, it's a fairly new concept uh, out, uh, out there for the general public. Uh, now, I don't know, everybody in the dog seems to have a personal trainer like <laughs> Yeah, it's very um, much more accepted. Mario, when I started, people used to look at me and they say, you're a personal what? <laughs> what? What do you do? You exercise with people? People pay you to exercise with them? You know? <laughs> but they they do. They absolutely do. And it's it's needed. There's a lot of people that are exercising, but they're not doing it correctly. They're lifting too much. They're not exercising frequently enough. They don't know how to progress themselves. Then they go on the internet and pick out things that are completely inappropriate. Um, so what we do is custom tailored to them. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about being an entrepreneur, which you know uh, you have been now for a number of years. What you know when you look back at the time when you first started this, what do you think? your biggest challenge was at that time uh, from a business standpoint? Oh, geez, you know, um, definitely the concept of, of what personal training is and how it could help the masses. Uh, for me too, it was getting equipment. And I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say, but I'd like to thank, believe it or not, the ATB who mm. saw that little kid, 23-year-old kid struggling to build a business and gave me my first loan to uh, purchase equipment so I could work with clients out of my own small studio. Yeah. Mario, that vote of confidence that bankers have, you know, when they sign on the dotted line, mm. that vote of confidence meant the world to me. And uh, having that equipment and then my own location so I could work with clients definitely helped my business to grow. Business leaders, ready to cut costs and boost growth with a recurring billing solution that's built for you? Our platform won't just save you money, it'll help you grow so that you make more money. Bill clearly, grow quickly with Visibill. To calculate your savings, head to Visibill.com today. Canada's podcast, 
the number one podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. So you're still in the heart of it. You're still doing it, uh, like in terms of uh, training. Well, I don't see as many clients anymore. I have four trainers on staff. We do a lot of, um, we work with physios, um, rehabilitative stuff, they're kinesiologists. Personally, I'm more overseeing things. Okay. And and I did mention writing a memoir, going back about the years and, you know, my life in Jamaica and starting the studio and the people that I've met. And uh, I'm putting the final touches on that. Oh, cool. So, because I imagine, you know, and a lot of people that I talk to, right, there's there's two elements to who they are, right? They, they, they're like you, you're, you're a trainer, but you're also on the other side, you're the business person, right? Absolutely. Uh, and, and I imagine initially, like when, when you were more hands-on, how yes. difficult was that to, to juggle both? You know, it was quite the juggle. Uh, and it still can be. I mean, my days can get fairly long depending on the situations. For example, what type of client we're bringing in, whether it was an accident or a, a, a medical issue. But absolutely, it is a juggle. So planning, yeah. you know, my schedule is planned out to the nth degree as far as my days go. And then having to learn to just trust my staff and let them work with their clients and progress them. That too, when you're an owner manager, learning to just step back and, and trust in your staff and to let them carry on that message and that caring that you put into your clients, yeah. that comes a bit with time as well. Mm -hmm. So when you uh, look into the future, uh, Sandra, how long are you gonna be doing this, do you think? Probably for a very long time, Mario. I believe in having a purpose and a reason to get out of bed in the morning. Mm. And I've got to tell you, when I see the changes that happens for our clients, we have a CEO that recently stepped back from his um, position in the company. And Mario, in the last couple of months, I have watched Dave just blossom. He neglected his body his whole life. And finally, in his mid-60s, he's come to see us. Yeah. And the guy is just like clockwork coming into the studio. And he's feeling better. And he's feeling stronger. And he's feeling more confident. I got to tell you, that's kind of a high when you work with people. And oh. you see how it just translates into their lives. That's a hook for me. So... You're, I'm taking it your message here is there is hope even for fat old guys like me. <laughs> you know what? The, the gauntlet has been thrown down. You know what? I come on. You know, you know my number, Mario. We can show you, <laughs> you know a thing what? or two. On that point, though, I, I do recall, and uh, you know, I'm uh, again getting old, so my memory is kind of over all over the place but um uh you worked with a uh a tv radio personality here right uh um uh, and he kind of uh, andrew andrew schultz and you did, yes. uh, did kind of uh document his journey right yes i absolutely did and wow he's just <laughs> 
taken right off. I remember meeting him in the green room at the A Channel 100 years ago and just chatting with him. And he wasn't ready for the message then, you know. Yeah. And gradually with changes in life, he's addressed nutrition and exercise. And we worked with him for over a year. And I hope what you're seeing is that he's carried on. Yeah. And, and, and I guess that's from, from what you're uh, saying and, and your journey along the way is that there's always that hope for people that, and your, your other guy that you said, the CEO, executive, that yes. it's never too late to turn back. It is never too late. I wish you guys could see my little Italian dynamo training. When, she, <laughs> when Mary walks through the studio, people's heads just swivel around, you know, because yeah. she said, I'm not going to be in a wheelchair like my, my friends. I'm going to walk to the grocery store. I'm going to be healthy enough to do it. And I've got to tell you, Mario, I've just watched her transition through life. And mm -hmm. she's independent and she's strong and she's Funky that little one. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. which is so you, wonderful to see. So you were from uh, Edmonton. So how long have you been in Calgary? Well, I'm actually from Jamaica. We moved here when I was seven in 1973. Oh, oh okay. Then to Ontario, uh, Toronto, Oshawa, Edmonton, Calgary. Uh, okay. Um, you know, living in Calgary, but more importantly, doing business in Calgary. Mm. Um, what do you like about it? What do you like about doing business in Calgary, being a business owner here? Well, you know, we live in a beautiful city and Calgarians are um, go, go, go. They want to work hard and they play hard. That's a plus mm -hmm. and a minus. The work hard piece can put us into um, a place where we're neglecting our health. Yeah. And so Calgary is proactive pro-business, you know, beautiful place, great education system, but certainly it's concerning that we are burning out due to workaholism, and yeah. that is concerning in my line of work. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people do talk about Calgary is that, uh, right? Uh, the, the, uh, the, well, maybe call it even an addiction to work and, uh, and yeah. uh, crazy. Mario, you, you nailed it. You nailed it on the head. You know, it's funny. I graduated in business from Nate and there's the book learning, you know, and what you think you're going to take out into the marketplace or the workplace. And then there's the reality and the growth that you see when you work with people. And, and although you are in business and you're working, you don't realize that there's other factors that will impact your career and workaholism an addiction to work can curtail quality of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you do then, uh, you know, Sandra, to, to, to balance your life? Like, obviously, you know, you have a business to run. You also, you know, and yeah, granted that business is in the area of fitness, but, but uh, you know, do you ever get away from uh, any, all of that and do other things? Yeah, absolutely. I love going out by Fernie. I like to get away and hike and my husband and I, we have a boat. So we go on to Lake Pupanusa. Uh, we have a dog that we take for, for walks and hikes with us. Mm. We're outdoorsy people. So I love that piece. And Mario, okay, I'm going to tell it to an Italian. I love baking bread. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> you know the keto diet stuff? No. <laughs> no. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell any. That's just our secret, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so what's your favorite food then? <laughs> Holy moly. Mario, she's taking ice cream. How's that? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love pizza. Oh. I, love, I gain 10 pounds every time I look at your food post. You know, you're, you're, you, you are a distraction to me, a complete and utter distraction. Oh, uh, well, you got to enjoy yourself, right? And, uh, that's Absolutely. what I tell, I, I tell people. Okay, so music wise, I'm going to throw out some rapid fire questions for you. Kind of, okay. music, kind of music do you like? Oh, gosh, um, I can really get into classicals, for example, if I'm in a certain mood, um, or jazz, blues, jazz, love it. Uh, what about movies? Any mm, favorite? Gosh, I just saw Oppenheimer, oh. and kind of heavy, but very informative about that time and the man that was at the helm of that. Yeah. And uh, books, any favorite books? What the one of... I'm writing. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, excellent. So when you look back at everything, you know, uh, you know, your career and everything, you kind of shake your head sometimes uh, thinking about how that 16-year-old girl uh, lifting weights is where she is today. Mario, I absolutely... <sighs> You're choking me up because that's exactly a part of what's come across as I've written my book is sometimes you don't realize all the crap you've gone through to be where you are. Yeah. And I sit and I think about that and it is overwhelming. It's been one hell of a journey and I'm grateful because I shouldn't be here. Like, do you think you know, uh, uh, you know, if, even though you've gone through and everybody goes through whatever the crap uh, in, in their lives, but that that is all put you on the path to be where you are today. It absolutely has. This might seem odd, but when I was about five, I nearly drowned. Oh, no. I followed my uncle to a swimming hole in Jamaica. And I sneakily followed him. And when he jumped in, I jumped. When he jumped in, I waited. And then I jumped in behind him. Mario, I couldn't swim. I mm. didn't know how to swim. But I was impulsive and a child. And I remember that arm reaching out and grabbing me by the back of the, my dress. I tell that story because just in line with what you're saying, jumping into the deep end or jumping into this business of mine uh, as a trainer in something that was unknown, that was a risk. And even something that I look back to um, like that point in my, in my life, yeah, those moments where you look back at what you've overcome and taking risk. Yes. It's, it's been a part of, who I am, business owners take risks, and it's one of many risks that I've taken and come through successfully, um, safely, um, having gone through it. So mm -hmm. risk is a part of my life. All right. Wonderful. Well, thanks, uh, Sandra, for joining us today. 
Thank you, Mario. I, I truly appreciate it. All right. That was Sandra Buchert Davison, who is a personal trainer and owner of one-on-one -on -one fitness, uh, personal fitness here in Calgary. I'm Mario Taniguzzi, managing editor of Canada's podcast. Today's show, Calgary's podcast. Thanks for joining us. Business leaders, ready to cut costs and boost growth with a recurring billing solution that's built for you? Our platform won't just save you money, it'll help you grow so that you make more money. Build clearly, grow quickly with Visibil. To calculate your savings, head to Visibil.com today. Canada's podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs.